Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Thank you everyone for tuning in and I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Welcome to a new month. It's April and it's April 1st for me, so hopefully no one has been tricked into believing anything that they shouldn't. Today we're going to talk about fan conferences. And I don't know if you're familiar with that. Some of you may be, some of you may not be. Basically, many people have heard of Comic-Con. That's the big comics conference in San Diego every year. Sometimes has been referenced on different TV shows or movies. And there are cons like that all over the United States, all over the world for that matter. Basically, they are a celebration of fandom, fandom meaning a celebration of things that people are a fan of. And it covers everything from sci-fi to Harry Potter, dragons, anime, YouTube. I mean, just everything you can think of, there is a conference for it. As well as things that we're familiar with, even for homeschooling. So basically, This has all been new to me in the last about six years. I had never really thought about any of these conferences before. My kids were younger then, so that wasn't really relevant to them. But as they got older and they got really involved with different fandom kinds of uh, interests, this became something that popped up on our radar. So we attended WonderCon, which is basically the little sister to Comic-Con in San Diego. WonderCon is in Southern California. It's a conference that serves about 70,000 people, so it's not a small affair. And it is a really big, geeky celebration. It's a lot of fun. So this is something that I've been talking with to a few different people just about how amazing these conferences are. Not Only if maybe you're not really into the dressing up or anything like that, which is totally fine. But these conferences are amazingly educational. And that's what I want to talk about today. I know on the surface, these events, you know, they just look like they're fun, geeky entertainment. You might dress up, you might buy some different things of interest to you with superheroes or sci-fi or whatever it might be. But these events can be so much more than that. And they are just amazing learning experiences. Let's talk about the event itself. Yes, they're basically celebrating a specific or a broad fandom interest, such as, like I said, anime or superheroes, sci-fi, Disney, all those kinds of things. But some parents don't realize that kids really dive deep into some of these interests and they learn about the writers, the illustrators, directors, animators, graphic artists. I mean, there is a lot that goes into all these different genres and all the whole arena, I guess, of that interest. And they have really intelligent conversations with other kids or other adults, comparing characters, setting, plot, different editions or episodes or games. They might talk about the differences between a movie and the comic and what was good, what was bad. They compare fictional issues to current 
political affairs or cultural or societal issues, which of course is often what the creators are going for, it really goes deeper than just a fun interest. It's really relevant and it's really an insightful way to think about a lot of issues. Let's talk about the actual event. One of the things that was totally new to me was cosplay. Cosplay is basically dressing up in a costume for a specific fan, a fandom character, I should say. They are researching a character and they are dressing up. They're making a costume. They might be doing makeup, whatever it might be. I had no idea about this. I, this was all new to me five years ago. It's basically just creating that character and costume. And they are really oftentimes extremely detailed, incredibly designed. Some are simple, but some are very, very detailed. And I got into this because my daughter has made costumes for these conferences specifically for the last five years. And honestly, I had no idea how to help her. And and I didn't. I didn't help her. Like I bought fabric for her or I may have bought some supplies. But basically five years ago, she said she wanted to do this costume. She needed some fabric. I took her to the fabric store and I said, this is out of my area of expertise. You're kind of on your own. And she basically taught herself. She looked at some blogs. She looked at some YouTube videos. She talked to friends. And there is a whole world out there, just like any other interest, of all kinds of information about how to create special effects, how to sew costumes, how to create different uh, props and accessories. And I, like I said, I haven't helped her at all with this except for buying her some fabric. And the first time she said she was going to make this, it was literally up until the last minute, like a day or two before the conference. And she kept telling me about it. The character was um, Cora. And I was really had no idea how this was going to turn out. And the day of the event, she comes out of her room dressed in costume and I was blown away. Seriously, I was blown away. Like I couldn't believe she came up with all of that out of, you know, a couple like a yard of felt and some, you know, a couple different accessories. I couldn't believe it. It was it was really amazing. And she has made costumes and props and accessories ever since then. And like I said, I haven't helped her at all. She's been Red from an animated series. She did Ray from Star Wars. This year she did Ellie from The Last of Us video game. She's done some other things. And each time I'm always like, wow, like I had no idea. I'm always, and some characters I don't even know when she has to show me on, on social media so I can see who it is. And I'm always amazed at how good the costumes turn out. And this is all just from kids learning and problem solving on their own. So there is inherent learning in that process, for sure. And it's success and failures. There are things that did not work out at all, and she had to redo them. But she didn't get frustrated. She didn't quit. She kept on, and it worked out. So just learning that whole process of planning out a project and working on a deadline, even if it's last minute, and working with a budget, of course, because I only subsidized so much and then their own creativity and various artistic skills or sewing skills that they had to learn I mean they're learning a lot with making these costumes and I can tell you some of the costumes that I've seen at these cos- at these uh, conferences are just 
amazing. Like you would just, it would blow your mind. It's, they're really, really good. The other thing about these events is that many of the events have independent artists. A, a lot of independent artists go to these events and they are often happy to talk with young people about their art or their writing or whatever it is that they're there showing, how they got started, um, some of the problems they may have encountered, the, the successes they've had. And this is not only incredibly helpful for the kids to talk with someone that's really doing it, but it's also great for adults. I mean, just listening to their processes. And some of these people are adults my age, some are older, some are much, much younger. So there's just such a huge variety of, of people that you can talk with. And being able to ask questions and talk about techniques or the realities of being an artist and just sharing your passion is really extremely valuable. And I have met authors or artists myself that I that are actually in, you know, mainstream media. And for example, the artist from Phoebe and Her Unicorn, Dana Simpson, she was there this weekend and I was talking to her and I talked a little bit about how she got started. And interestingly enough, she had been writing a comic since she was a teenager. And that's not that wasn't Phoebe, but that was another comic that she had done for 10 years. And then when she finally did the uh, Phoebe um, graphic novels, that was from a contest that she won. So it's just you find out all kinds of interesting information from these artists when you have a chance to talk with them. If you haven't been to one of these events, you may not know that they have sessions and breakout sessions on many aspects of writing, illustrating, marketing, directing, history, so many issues. Like you just can't even imagine all the issues that they talk about in some of these sessions. For the last few years that I've been going to these conferences, I've been to a huge variety of sessions that are really interesting, not only just from a personal standpoint of something I'm interested in, but also with teaching. I've been to sessions on using comics in the classroom or teaching on various aspects from STEM to history to writing skills to diversity. These have not only been great for just ideas and resources, but it also shows that teaching doesn't have to be done with just traditional means, with textbooks and lecture, which of course, as homeschoolers, we all know that, but this is really being pushed and educated to other people so that they're aware of it. And comics and movies and art can be wonderful teaching tools that reach kids in ways that texts or lecture or traditional education methods just really can't do. And they are just great to engage kids. Some of the, one of the teachers I was listening to just this weekend was basically saying how they were talking about history and when the teacher had gone in and she said they were going to talk about, uh, I think it was World War I, the kids all kind of groaned. But then she pulled out a graphic novel and said, and we're going to learn it with this. And she was, she held it up and she was showing the kids that it was a graphic novel. And the kids, she said it was just a total turnaround. Like they were excited, like eyes flew open, kids sat up straight. They were, what? This is different. This is interesting. 
And she said, it was amazing to see how engaged they became in this graphic novel that taught the same historical information as a textbook, but in a much more engaging way, a much more interesting way. It was more visual. It met more kids' needs for how they learn and integrate information. And another great way that you can use comics and graphic novels in the classroom is that it is a great way to talk about serious issues that are relevant in today's world, such as diversity, different socioeconomic issues, political issues. There are so many issues that comics can bridge that, that conversation that kids can have with adults that make it more relevant to them and just make them more comfortable in talking about some of these issues. And that's another great thing that they offer at some of these sessions is they'll give you uh, idea lists. They'll give you comics that you can use for these specific issues. And that's why I always go. I always go and I'm taking copious notes and adding to my Amazon lists so I can check these out from the library or find them in other ways. And there are just really great things. And this is the comics, uh, I should say, should say the comics market, I guess you could say, has boomed in the last few years. Like it has just been amazing. That's great, but there is a, a caveat, obviously. Just like any other me medium, there's really good comics and there's not so good comics. So you really do need to be looking at them with a critical eye because some of them really do have perhaps poor writing or poor grammar, or maybe they approach an issue in a way that you don't like or don't want to approach an issue. So you still have to use a critical eye when you're looking at it, just like you would with any other book that you would use or a text that you would use. That's just a, a little FYI. But there is still amazing stuff out there. There's just such great information. And there are authors and illustrators that are using graphic novels to broach subjects that were really difficult to broach in the past. And this is a much easier and approachable way to do that. And finally, when you think about it, <laughs> there is a huge group of people that are pretty like-minded. So kids get to connect with other people that have the same interests that they may not have a lot of other local connections. You may live in a place that a lot of people don't share that interest with, with your child. So being able to go to one of these conferences, they don't feel isolated. They don't feel like they're in the minority because they're surrounded by like-minded people. And that can be a powerful confidence booster. That can really be a game changer for some kids to see that they aren't weird, that they're not different, that there are tons of people with the same kind of interest that they have. There's often clubs that they can check out and get involved with too. I know that a lot of these conferences will have local club booths and and that's from a variety of things. I mean, we're talking, there's a Star Wars booth that makes like R2 units and there was a booth that made like the Wally units from the movie and all the different like BB-8, R2-D2, all the different R2 units. I mean, all those kinds of things. All the way to you've got the cartoonist 
club. I mean, you, and everything in between. They've got um, sci-fi clubs. They have Dis- Disney clubs. They've got true crime writers. They've got kids writers. They've got sci-fi writers. I mean, just you name it, they have a club for it. And they're not all adults. I mean, a lot of these clubs have younger people in them too. Obviously, as a parent, you would check that out. But there really is a lot of opportunity for that kind of engagement if you look around. A lot of these groups might meet quarterly or monthly or whatever in person, but there's a lot of groups that just meet online as well. There are a lot of Facebook groups for obviously every interest under the sun, but there is a lot of great opportunities out there for kids to get involved with online clubs and groups. Now, again, this is something you have to be aware of and and vet a little bit to make sure that it's a safe place. But I've known of, especially for writing, some teen writers that are involved with some of these groups, and they have been very, very valuable in gaining a lot of great information. So I basically wanted to bring up this issue because I know a lot of times if you're not aware of some of these types of events, you had no idea what they offered, or you might be aware of them, but you might think that they're just a lot of weird people that attend. (laughs) And I totally get that. But honestly, if it, it has been a really great learning experience for me as an adult to get to know something different that's kind of outside my normal realm of, of knowledge, but it's been such a great learning experience for my kids too. And it's super exciting for a kid to be able to meet an author or an illustrator or a director for a a show that they watch in person. And it's just, that's a really unique and fun experience. And to be able to talk with them about how they get their ideas or how they started and things like that. Just wanted to throw that out there. It's another opportunity for you and for your kids to learn about something that they may not have been aware of or may not have thought that some of these events were even kid friendly. And a lot of them really are. There's so many different kinds of conferences around the the United States and around the world for that matter. So definitely try to get some feedback from local people that have attended before to see what's what's there. Because I will say that there are some costumes that are maybe not all that child friendly, meaning that they are revealing. I have to say that's the exception rather than the rule. There's not a whole lot of that, but there is some. So that's just a little FYI. But again, it's also a great way to expose your kids to the real world and Of course, I laugh when I say real world because these are costumes, but to people with a variety of interests and to have those conversations about what your values may be versus what their values may be and how they're both okay. That's a little side issue, but I just throw that out there because it is relevant to kids these days. If you have any questions about conferences that you might want to ask, we go to a couple different ones. We go to a horror one in the summer because my teenager is big into horror movies. We go to the WonderCon every spring. We've been to a couple other smaller ones. 
So if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to have a discussion with you or answer any questions that I could. But just remember, it's a great learning opportunity and it might be something to check into and you might be surprised with how fun it is. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram. You might see a few pictures from my WonderCon uh, adventure this last weekend. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.